Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. Welcome back. It's good to we be back. We missed it. Yes, we did. Um, so I had a glitch in the matrix happen to me, and it's kind of stupid, but I know what happened, and it's weird. So. Okay. Okay. It was one night where I think it was just me and Taryn, and we were just going to do whatever for dinner, okay? I buy these because, you know, I don't eat real meat, so there's these little fake chicken patties that, that you can get, and the packages look the exact same as the spicy ones, and I picked up the spicy ones, and then later on I had gotten uh, the regular ones, and I was going to make, because I had one of each left. So I was just going to make two sandwiches, leave it at that. Okay? So I have one spicy and one regular. I knew, because the spicy ones are really spicy, and I don't like them. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I have got to pay attention, because I was going to do it in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've got to pay attention to which one is the spicy one, so that I can eat that first, and then the, the regular one second. I put the spicy one in the front, and the other one in the back. Okay, I even stared at it to see if I could see a difference between the two, like when I took it out, and there was no difference mm-hmm. whatsoever. So I was like, okay, I just have to remember the spicy ones in the front and the other ones in the back. So again, they come out. I'm paying really close attention to this one because I know I have to eat that one first. I eat it. It's not fucking spicy at all. I eat the second one. It's fucking spicy. <laughs> So they you had to have got it mixed up somehow. They switched in the air fryer <laughs> while they were cooking. They did. Or you accidentally got them mixed up. There's no fucking way I got that fucking. I was so vigilant. I knew exactly. No. No. <laughs> okay. Had you had both of the packages out at the same time before? Yeah. You mean, like, when I was putting them in? Like, the box or whatever that they came in. Yeah. Maybe the last time you had them out. Oh, I would never had them out together before, no. Oh, okay. No. There's no reason. Because the spicy one had been sitting in there for a while. Mm. But I knew if I just had one sandwich, I was going to get hungry again. So I was just going to make two. And that, that was the only other one I had. Mm. So, glitch in the <laughs> matrix... So, okay, my question then is, when you took your first bite and realized that it wasn't spicy, why didn't you take a bite of the other one to see if it was and then eat that one first? Because I don't know. (laughs) And I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. I just kept thinking, this is weird. Now, see, I would have taken a bite out of both of them and figured out which one was actually spicy and then ate that one first. Well, I got halfway through before I realized, I was like, this isn't spicy at all. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe I got lucky. Because literally, I was so con- so convinced that I had the right one because I had paid so close attention to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I literally thought there is no fucking way I got them mixed up. <laughs> There's, I mean, there was just no way. And I literally have thought about this so much, and I know. 
What does it mean? <laughs> okay, that was my okay. glitch in the matrix story. Okay, so I have I have some really embarrassing moments that we hopefully haven't heard before. I think these are new. Uh, first one, in the sixth grade, I took my first ever girlfriend to the movies. I wanted to hold her hand, but I was terrified and wasn't sure what to do. I started giving her a sales pitch on how awesome my hands were. <laughs> They're really good at holding stuff, like boxes or jugs. I was truly thinking milk, jug- milk jugs. God knows why. But I accidentally suggested I could just hold her boobs. <laughs> it's been more than 20 years, and I think of it regularly. <laughs> know what her response was i know (laughs) (laughs) next one i was on an airplane years ago with my girlfriend and her parents my girlfriend couldn't get a seat next to me so she sat directly behind me during the flight i thought i would surprise her so i reached my hand back onto her knee slowly i kept extending it up her thigh until i heard giggling i looked behind through the seats and saw that my hand was on the leg of the guy next to her (laughs) he saw my face and said I just wanted to see how far you'd go. <laughs> Hilarious. Of course my girlfriend was in on it and started laughing along with the rest of the row. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> that is great. That is awesome. I wonder who giggled first. <laughs> I wonder how far he would have let him go. Oh my. Oh my. He would have gotten a huge surprise. A huge surprise. Oh, my. Well, maybe a little surprise. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, you don't but... know. You don't know. <laughs> surprise anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, next one. My university boyfriend invited me to meet his friends at a house party. His friends were known to be quite judgmental and historically not nice to their friends' girlfriends. I was so nervous in the car on the way over, so my boyfriend kept telling me to just try and spend some time with a guy called Joan, uh, Joan. Johan? Maybe. J-O-H-A-N? I think that's Johan. Okay, Johan. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, the nicest one of the bunch. As we pulled up, one of the friends came out to the car and my boyfriend said, that's Johan, talk to him. I got out, extended my hand, and said, Hi, I'm Johan. There was no way to recover from that. (laughs) (laughs) That's something I would do. I'd be like, wait, no. That's not my name. That's not right. (laughs) Something's wrong with that sentence. When I was first dating my now wife, I set fire to the restaurant, and some random guy at the table next to me put it out. I bought him a drink to say thanks and spilled it on his date. I wanted to die. (laughs) That's just when you just go home. Just go home. I think he should have gone home after the fire. Well, yeah, but I mean... (laughs) Just start over. Yeah. Go home, go to bed. Yeah, this day's done. And wake up fresh the next day. Uh, One day I went to my boss's chamber and saw his arm in a cast. I wanted to say something sympathetic and score some brownie points, but what I said was, Sir, your arm is broken. (laughs) He looked at me and said, I know. <laughs> it is? Oh my god! Wait, where did this thing come from? <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> that's that's something I would have been sarcastic and Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank. Thanks. 
for stating the obvious. Oh, that's embarrassing. Though. <laughs> Next one, my high, uh, my crush in high school worked at an ice cream store. When she asked what toppings I wanted, I'll sa- I said, I'll have Reese's penises, please. The whole store laughed. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of when I worked at Arby's in high school. This lady came through and ordered a large jalapeno pecker. <laughs> and she could not stop laughing. It was... <laughs> At least she was laughing at her own self. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Jalapeno peckers. Large, please. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want any little jalapeno peckers. No, no, no. Okay. I went to the Warped Tour, and they had a contest where you submitted a photo, and the winner got to meet one of the bands. I took a sick shot with my Blackberry, submitted it on its low revolution glory and won somehow honestly i had no idea who the band was but i met them got a signed poster and shook all their hands then i said you guys were awesome great show and the singer said well we haven't played yet so <laughs> that's embarrassing mm. next one i said your eyes are like mushrooms she laughed so hard we dated for seven years <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean i don't know I did once, truthfully, tell a girl from Austria that I didn't know what the capital of Austria was, which wouldn't, which wouldn't be too embarrassing, except that I was wearing a t-shirt that said Vienna Rocks on it at the time. She thought I was joking. <laughs> That's funny. It reminds me of those TikToks where these kids are starting to wear band t-shirts from like oh, the 80s. Oh, they have no idea yeah. who they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Every time, like, if if one of my kids wants a shirt with a band on it, I give them a history lesson Mm -hmm. on who it is and why they should wear it before they actually wear it. Yeah. Next one, I kissed a girl for the first time when I was 13, and something prompted me to say, average. Oh. She loathed me for the rest of the academic year. Oh, yeah. Cuts to six years later, I matched with her on Bumble. We met, we had sex, and she looked me dead in the eye and said, Average. Oh, she's oh. my best friend now. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Oh my gosh. Talk about. Like full body chills when she got that, that payback. Uh-huh. Fuck yes, girl. <laughs> Six years she was waiting for that shit. That, yeah, she finally <laughs> got it. That's great. Next one, I told a magician I like that I liked a specific song. It was not his song. Oh, a mus- musician. I was going to say, not a magician? a magician doing? What? I mean, she liked a magic trick. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Next one, while on a date, I said I was Presbyterian mm. when asked if I ate fish. He looked confused. I meant to say pescatarian. <laughs> Isn't Presbyterian a, a religion? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's funny. <laughs> Next one, I was trying to make a good impression on my ex's god sister. They were very close, and in my anxious state, I said, I used to have butt hair, <laughs> rather than I used to have butt length hair. <laughs> yeah, that didn't earn me much favor. 
<laughs> yeah, I used to have butt hair. <laughs> then I got me a wax. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Could you imagine her face when I said that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, she said she was going to a botanical garden over the weekend, so I told her about the time when I was three and got kicked out for eating the plants there. <laughs> That's how to be embarrassing as a three-year-old, I guess. <laughs> when my dad was a kid, he tried to impress an older lady. She asked him what he was studying, and he confidently told her he was studying Latin. She seemed really impressed by this, so she asked him to speak a bit of Latin to her. He knew one word and created a bunch of other words around it that sounded Latin-ish. She frowned and told him it was such a bad lie. Her job? Latin teacher. (laughs) (laughs) She's probably like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I once attempted to oppress someone with my extensive knowledge of ancient civilizations, but accidentally referred to the Aztecs as the avocados. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not right. (laughs) I was laying in onto this beautiful lady at an outdoor concert. I was all smooth and suave, talking like Big Shot, and like I knew all the right people there. So I thought it would be a good idea to drop the name of a semi-famous lead singer from a local band I supposedly knew. You know, the one... I I wanted to show her I was connected and all that. But the problem was I screwed up the name entirely. Turns out the person I was, uh, the person was a relative of hers. She started asking questions. Her eyes got wide and she started laughing so hard I thought she was going to pee herself. I felt my face was on fire. I knew I couldn't salvage the situation so I just laughed it off too and admitted I had no idea what I was talking about. We ended up talking for a bit, and we actually had a good time. Learned my lesson, though. Never try to inflate your reputation with nonsense. It can backfire real quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One time, I sat outside at a hipster coffee shop in Santa Cruz and pretended like I was composing music. I wrote random notes on a page and would periodically look up with a strained look while I was waving my pencil like a tortured conductor. Pages strewn across the table. Thank God nobody approached me that could actually read music. I can't read music. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing then? Like, Seriously. What was the point of that? Seriously. Next then I was trying to impress a girl among a group of girls, and a spittle from my mouth hit her in the eye. Needless to say, I left quickly, leaving behind a hullabaloo. (laughs) (laughs) Next one, I met a girl and went to dinner at a cafe. During the conversation, a bet arose, and I said I could eat everything on the menu of the establishment. Half an hour later, I destroyed the toilet, and she successfully escaped. But I won the bet. (laughs) (laughs) I was walking to a garage to get my car. I was wearing a very tight skirt just above the knee. I came across this guy, and we flirted. On my way to the car, there was a little step down, and I didn't see it. I placed my foot exactly on it, so I needed to take a big step to correct it and pick up my balance. I couldn't with my tight skirt, so instead I did a couple of small steps and fell to the ground. Now, I can laugh about it, but I must have looked really stupid. I 
hate it when that happens. I know. When you step and you don't know there's a step down. Oh my god. Like your whole body like convulses. It's like awful. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Next one, I tumbled down a flight of stairs when trying to parkour my way to a group of cute girls in the ninth grade. (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved to have seen that. (laughs) And my last one, I was around 15 and going through the receiving line at my cousin's wedding. This was my first grown-up wedding, and I wanted to act it. As I hugged my cousin, I blurted out, I'm so excited to be here. The last wedding I was at was your first one. That has echoed in my head for 30 years. This was my cousin's second wedding, the groom's first. Oh. Aww. <laughs> All right. So I am doing strange spine-tingling tales. Okay. This one is called The Tapper. When my mother was about 18, my mother had a terrifying experience. She was visited by what she calls the tapper. Every single night for three months, someone would tap on the window of the room she was in as soon as she was alone, even when the curtains were drawn. As soon as anyone else came into the room or went outside to investigate, it would stop and no one would be outside. My grandpa and both uncles were living in the house as well. After three months, the tapping stopped. My grandpa and uncles decided to take off fishing one night, and my mom stayed behind. The sun had just gone down, and my mom was sitting in the living room reading when suddenly it happened again. She assumed it was my young, younger uncle, Jesse, because he was a joker, so she told him to knock it off. It continued, so she got up from the couch and went to the window, which still had the curtains drawn. She tapped on the window through the curtain. What happened next was absolutely chilling. Instead of tapping, it sounded like a hand slammed against the window in response. She went back to the couch, hoping it was a prank. Almost immediately, the phone rang. My grandpa was calling her from the neighbor's house to tell her they stopped in to say hi, and the neighbors offered to help them dress the fish. My mom said, well, take Jesse back there, well, take Jesse back there with you and make him stop slamming on the windows. My grandpa replied, Jesse is here. She ran to the front door and locked it leaving the phone off the hook. My grandpa told her they were coming over and hung up. They ran up the road from the neighbors, and when they got there, what they found was seriously creepy. They saw a guy standing in in the front window in the bushes. Standing by the front window in the bushes. He stood up when they started screaming and took off towards the fence. The guy looked like he was a good seven feet tall. Oh my God. They chased him to the property line where a wooden fence separated them from the neighbors. He jumped over the fence, which was seven feet high, without using his hands. What? His legs went completely over the top. They climbed over the fence to keep chasing him, but he was gone. The property on that side of the fence was just dirt and grass. There were no trees or buildings. The neighbor's house was a long distance from the fence, and there was nothing else around to hide it, to hide in. They never heard the tapping or saw anyone that looked like that guy again. Isn't that weird? What the fuck? Was it Bigfoot? I don't know. Just the fact, just like imagining something that huge tapping on a window for three months? No. That is fucking scary. What the fuck? Every day for three months. No. My out-of-town friend's parents had this old farmhouse on property they owned. His grandparents used to live and farm there until they retired, but the land stayed in the family. One afternoon, I was out on the property with my friend and his buddy blasting each other with paintballs. 
It was early afternoon and we decided to take a break in the house. An empty, somewhat eerie house was irresistible to brave young lads like ourselves. At one point, I was standing with my friend in one of the main rooms while his friend was still in the doorway. Out of nowhere, my friend was thrown to the ground toward the door as if someone shoved him hard in the back. I whirled around and saw nothing. All three of us booked it out of there. Because of that, his parents refused to rent the house to anyone for any reason. Oh my. That's scary. That's kind of weird, though, because they used to live there. Yeah. But now, all of a sudden, there's something there. Hmm. I have a twin. Occasionally, she and I will experience physical manifestations of each other's pain or injuries. She once got in a car crash, and the airbag blew up in her face. We both woke up the next morning with black eyes. What? I was not in the accident. I blew out my ankle, and she couldn't walk for two weeks. People think we're full of beans, but there is no explanation. It doesn't happen every time one of us gets hurt, but it's happened about a half a dozen times in almost 40 years. That is weird. That is crazy. There's, like, no explanation for that. So, you know, the the pain in the knee or whatever. She could be faking that, but not the black eyes. But the black eyes, that's what got me. Yeah, that's creepy. My mom and I were watching TV in the living room. It had a large sliding glass door, and the shades were wide open. There was not a cloud in the sky, and the sun was shining brightly. Then everything turned pitch black, including the TV itself. There was no light from anywhere. Both my mother and I screamed. Just as quickly as it disappeared, the light returned. It was only gone for about two or three seconds, but with, we both experienced it. So it wasn't like I suddenly went temporarily blind or something. The sky was then a bla- blanket of dark clouds, and it started to pour rain. The rain only lasted for about two or three minutes before the sky returned to bright sunshine. Nobody else that we knew experienced the darkness. However, a friend of ours did notice that almost instantly the beautiful weather turned terrible without notice. We even checked if there was an eclipse an eclipse or something happening. But as far as any official news sources were concerned, there were no e- eclipses or bizarre weather that occurred that day. It sounds like it was darker than anything that the weather could do, right? Yeah. Like, like it was black. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. When I was 14, I was riding my bike and thought it would be cool to go between the two posts on a sign. As I got close to it, I realized that my handlebars were not going to fit, but it was too late to stop or turn. I wasn't wearing a helmet either. I blinked, and that's when it happened. The next thing I knew, I was standing on the ground on the other side of the sign, safely on both feet, and my bike was just leaning against the sign. What? I don't know what happened. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That is crazy. Huh. In 1996, my grandma died. A couple of years prior, my uncle had come to town for a visit and brought his cat. During his stay, my grandma accidentally let the cat outside and it bolted away and was never seen again. On the night we had the open casket showing, we came back to my grandparents' house. On the front steps, sitting by the door, was the cat. He had an ear tattoo, so we knew it was the same cat. Is he waiting for the guy to die? <laughs> Did he not like the guy so he came no, back? No, he... it was the grandma that died. Oh. She didn't like the grandma? I don't know. That's just weird. <laughs> that is weird. When I was around 9 or 10, my uncle was coming down the drive and doing his usual greeting to me by throwing me up in the air and catching me again. I ran inside to tell my mom that he had arrived when I stopped. 
She was crying and on the phone. After she put down the phone, she turned to me and said, your uncle has just had an accident at work and won't ever wake up again. To this day, I have no idea how that thought hallucination happened just moments before I learned of his passing. What? How could you be thrown in the air? And think it's just a and hallucination? That, that gave me chills. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, he came to say bye. That's yeah. sad. In high school, my friends and I would sneak out of our houses and drive to the beach in the middle of the night. The beach was huge. We would run up and down and splash in the water. One night, after about an hour of running around, the friend who drove realized he had lost the car key. The key wasn't on a keychain, it was just a single key, and we knew we would never be able to find it. We searched up and down for an hour, but knew that, ultimately, we would have to call one of our parents to pick us up. I sat down on the beach while someone made the call and dug my hands deep into the sand and felt something. I grabbed it and pulled it out. It was the key. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. (laughs) That does not happen. No. No. While in undergrad, I was doing some research that involved soil sampling. I regularly sampled several sites in a wilderness preserve, which would take most of the day to hike through. I always brought a friend, just for safety's sake. This one site, way in the rear of the preserve, always spooked me. There was no real reason other than it was more isolated than the other sites. However, something about it didn't seem quite right. My friend and I were there once, and I was crouching over to sample the soil. I was looking down, and unprovoked, I felt this rising terror and had a forget-this, run feeling. I stood up suddenly and saw that my friend had the same feeling and said, We have to leave now. We ran the entire way to the car. We still have no idea why we felt that way, but I am convinced that there was a very real danger in staying. That's creepy. Trust your gut. Yeah. Or whatever it was. (laughs) When I was in sixth grade, I was in English class, sitting in the front row doing my classwork. All of a sudden, I felt a strong punch in the gut. Whatever happened, it was forceful enough that it made me bend over my desk in pain and brought me to tears. Then it went away as fast as it came, and I was fine a moment later. Out of curiosity, I looked at the clock in the back of the room, and it was about 10.30 a.m. Later, I learned the devastating truth. I went home at the end of the school day and found out that my grandfather, who I was very close to, as my grandparents had raised me, had died around 10.30 a.m. that morning. Hmm. When I was 13, my 9-year-old nephew, my 5-year-old niece, and I were having a pillow fight in my room. I was standing at the foot of the bed with my nephew directly in front of me, and my niece was to the right side of the bed. My nephew yelled out for us all to stop and look. I turned around and saw my bedroom doorknob slowly turning side to side. We stood there and watched it for what felt like forever before I finally managed to work up the courage to reach out and open the door. The doorknob continued trying to move beneath my fingers and only stopped once the door was completely open. There was no one in the small hallway in front of my door. I ran out to ask my sister and granny if they had been doing it, and they said no. The two kids and I decided to have our pillow fight in the living room after that. Once my sister and her family had left, I came back to my room, and being the scientifically-minded child I was, began testing out every possible way that the doorknob could have acted on its own. It was a a hard-to-turn doorknob that I rarely turned all the way. I often had to open it for younger kids and my granny, as the mechanisms were rusted out inside. It would also not turn on the inside if you turn the knob on the outside. 
In the end, I concluded something had to have been moving the doorknob physically, and it would have had to have been directly beside me. That was merely the first in a long line of unexplainable events that happened in and around my bedroom over the next four years. Weird. Why would stuff begin randomly like that? I don't know. That's. I, I think things, whatever they are, like move around. They go from place to place. So strange. Just like whatever we picked up on... Oh yeah, our recording. Because I don't, I definitely do not believe that there's any kind of ghost or anything in my house. No, no. But something. There, there was, was something there. Yeah. I mean, it it picked it up. What was it? That's so weird. I literally thought about that this morning. Did you? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't remember why, but I did. I got super excited at work because uh, me and my boss and I don't remember who else was there but we were talking about ghosts because he does not believe at all right <laughs> and uh i was like yeah i was like you know i said me and my sister were doing our podcast and we picked up an evp and he's like an e what's an evp so i had to explain to him what that was yeah i was like do you want to hear it <laughs> and he's like no <laughs> i was like damn it i was super excited i was like reaching for my phone oh. and he didn't want to hear it <laughs> <laughs> that sucks oh well <laughs> I came downstairs and saw my grandma at the dining room table. She was about to say something. The word mongoose was the only thing consuming my brain. No matter what she was about to say, the answer was going to be mongoose. I had no idea why I was thinking that or what she was doing. I hadn't read or seen anything recently to make me think of the critters, and I couldn't fathom why that thought popped into my head. (laughs) I looked over and saw her doing a crossword puzzle. She finally got out what she wanted to ask me. She said, what is the animal that kills and eats snakes? The answer, of course, was mongoose. That instant still bothers me to this day. That's crazy. That is. I love that. Yeah. That's crazy. Weird. It's like, what a weird yeah, like, word seriously. to think of. And, and like, did that happen once? Why did they think that? Like, was that answer to that crossword puzzle that important? <laughs> well maybe it happens to them they just don't realize it maybe and that was just one instance where it was was super obvious yeah oh my i would pay if it was me i would start paying more attention for sure when my mother was 22 she was on spring break in sanibel isle island florida with a group of her sorority sisters she and two of her roommates were walking the beach one evening to drink at a couple of bars down the way Some of the other sisters met up with them later that evening, but they all split up and returned to their rooms at different times. My mom and her friend left at 3 a.m. and walked to the beach back to their hotel. When they got back to the room, they made a disturbing realization. One girl was missing. When my mother asked where she was, one of the sisters said that when she was leaving, she saw her outside the bar with an unidentified man. It seemed she had a reputation for wandering away and going home with random guys without telling people. Everyone assumed that this was the same scenario. Dumb. Come morning, their friend was nowhere, still nowhere to be found. While searching around the beach, one of the sisters got wind that a body had been found on the beach earlier that morning. Worried, they called the authorities and eventually got confirmation that their friend had been killed and was left on the beach somewhere in the early morning hours. The creepy part was that the investigators estimated that she was murdered murdered around 1 a.m., 
meaning that my mother and her friends had surely stumbled past her body in the night, completely unaware. Oh my God. They also could have unknowingly passed her killer as well. The authorities never found the person responsible. Oh, that's terrible. That is horrifying. Yeah, don't go home with random dudes. No. Always stay with someone that you know. Of course, that doesn't always turn out great either. No. But Just be aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Roswell, New Mexico. One Friday night in 1999, right when my clock switched to 1.30 a.m., my brother and I were talking, trying to fall asleep. I was eight and he was five. Everyone else in the house was completely passed out. Suddenly, this incredibly blinding light filled the entire room through the window. It was followed by the most deafening, metallic, exploding sound I have ever heard. I thought I had imagined it, but my brother was crying, and I could hear my dad scrambling, my mom swearing, and my two sisters crying as well. My dad grabbed a gun and bolted outside, setting off our alarm. I followed him out. The sky was completely clear without a single cloud in it. My dad had finished a run around the house, returned to the doorway, and told me to go back inside because it was 3 a.m. I thought it was weird he said that because my clock had just hit 1.30 a.m. I ignored him and ran back to my room. My dad settled everyone down, and when I rolled over to go back to sleep, my clock was shining back at me. It read 3.15 a.m. I am still unable to account for that hour and 45 minutes of my life. Ooh, weird. I don't I don't want to do that. That may have been a abduction mm-hmm. or something. That's something. creepy. Yeah. And this is my last one. One night when I was in college, after partying with friends, I stumbled back to my dorm with my sweet mate, my best friend of four years. When I awoke the next morning, I noticed the bed was wet and sticky with blood. My pillow, bed sheets, and comforter were all covered in blood. The left side of my face was also caked in black, dried blood centered around my left ear. Panicking, I went to my sweet mate and he said that I might have had a stroke or something in the night and that we should probably go to the hospital. I agreed and proceeded to brush and take a quick shower. There was no pain and my ear wasn't bleeding anymore. When we went to the emergency room, the doctors took one look at me and were shocked. They told me that my left clavicle had broken through my skin. What? I had a nasal fracture, a skull fracture, fractures in two of my vertebrae, and bleeding in my brain. The blood had punctured my left eardrum and made its way out. Additionally, the left side of my face was paralyzed. I had no recollection at all of what had happened the night before. The hospital called authorities because they believed someone must have attacked me. Two officers arrived and questioned my friend. He swore that he was in my room while I was getting into bed. He said I was looped and tottering on my feet, but I hadn't fallen anywhere, and no one had beaten the daylights out of me. I believed him, and I think the officers did too. However, they went back to my school and conducted an investigation which consisted of questioning my friends and checking security cam footage. They found nothing. I couldn't have been beaten up as my friend was with me the whole night and he would have said or done something. My room was locked from the inside and there was no way to get into the room through the window. I had no external bruising and no minor injuries, just the serious ones. There was no blood anywhere in my room except for my bed. My bed had no headboard, no protruding metal pieces, nothing. To this day, I have no idea what happened to me that night. I recovered from my injuries, but the fact that something this inexplicable happened to me is disturbing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
That's terrifying. I would be freaking out. That makes no sense whatsoever. And I was thinking, well, maybe it was the roommate, but surely they would have woken up. Yeah, they, yeah. Unless they were drugged. Oh, maybe. But then why? Like, what? I don't, I don't what know. purpose would that That's serve? crazy. Yeah. That's great. That's scary. Yeah. Okay. I just have some creepy paranormal unexplained things. Many years ago, me and two of my best friends decided to go for a day of mountain biking at Snowshoe in southern West Virginia. Now, this was way before the days of GPS, so we were kind of doing this by some half-remembered directions in an old map. The point is we got very lost. Sometime along the way, we ended up in this very tiny town and figured we would ask for directions. It appeared to be absolutely deserted. I'm talking not a single person to be seen anywhere. We parked the truck and split up looking for anyone we could find. Now, this was around 9 or 10 a.m., so not exactly early, mind you. We went into the post office, nobody. We went into the only bar in town, which was unlocked, unattended, with music playing, but not a single person present. We went business to business and walked the streets, and after about 25 minutes, finally found one old guy who seemed to just appear out of nowhere in the middle of town walking alone. The first question we asked him wasn't even for directions. It was, where is everyone? Well, I guess folks around here don't get up much until around noon. We asked him for directions to Snowshoe, and he pointed to the road which we came in on and said to go that way about 10 miles and make a right, and you will find the interstate. We left quickly. We were all very uneasy about the whole thing. As we left, we were about five miles down the road and saw a lady dressed up in a state road uniform, standing in the middle of a very long straightaway, holding up a stop sign. When we approached her, she turned the sign from slow to stop. We asked what was going on, and she stated that there was road construction ahead. We told her we just hap- what just happened, and she just kind of laughed and said those people come from the opposite direction. We actually ended up talking for about 45 minutes to an hour, kind of lost kind of got lost in the conversation not one single vehicle ever approached from under uh, from the other direction or behind us eventually she said well i guess it's clear now y'all can go ahead and slowly turned the sign from stop to slow and motioned for us to go ahead we went straight ahead the only direction you could possibly go for the next 30 some odd miles and didn't see any signs of construction state road workers or maintenance going on at all She had no vehicle. We figured she was a flag woman dropped off by some crew up ahead. After the encounter with the town and this woman, we had enough and called it quits. We turned on the interstate as soon as we found it and headed north and home. Every single one of us still remembers this whole encounter in vivid detail to this day. I asked my friend about it about three months ago at his wedding, and it still freaks him out to no end. That is weird. That is fucking weird. Well, he says no one wakes up till noon, but why would the bar be open with music playing? Yeah, none of it makes sense. That's weird. That is weird. Next one. My family has a cabin in Cook's Forest, Clarion, Pennsylvania. The cabin was built by my great-granddad and was expanded a bit over the years. It's a nice little nook at the bottom of a long dirt road off a main path near down a nearby hill. 
There are a few other properties around, but most are up and off on the dirt road. Only one is down the hill and only halfway down at that. It's not modern by any means. No internet, cell service, and TV still has dials you have to twist to get to watch a DVD. It's very rustic and I love it. The property halfway down the hill is visible from the front of our cabin, which is where the kitchen window, parking, porch, and fire pit are. For as long as anyone can remember, it's been this abandoned lot that had what was once a cabin and concrete basement. This cabin was built on a hill, so half of the basement stuck out, but the remaining part was crumbling. It also was at the fork where we could ride our ATVs to get to the fire break, so even though it's creepy, it's very common and familiar sight. One Memorial Day, which is when we opened the cabin after the winter, our family went to the cabin for a long weekend and spent time together. Everyone would usually get there in early morning and then all come together for my great-granddad's dinosaur pancakes for breakfast. So I wake up expecting the smell of pancakes and hear chatter from the older family members down in the kitchen, but nothing. I assume I've gotten up too early and go downstairs to use the bathroom and then go back to sleep. Looking back, the whole upstairs was just mattresses with an aisle between them. I should have noticed that most of the beds were empty. I get downstairs and see all the adults outside and go out to say good morning and demand my T-Rex pancakes. I walk out and see my family, all my family adults in kind of a semicircle facing an older man and a woman I didn't recognize. I assume this is some adult situation, so I go back inside and wake up my cousins, but not before looking at the clock on the microwave and see that it's about 3 p.m. Now, I loved the cabin. I'd doodled the cabin itself, four-wheelers and area around it for months leading up to Memorial Day weekend. I was usually up at dawn because I was so excited just to be there. Sleeping until 3 p.m. was not in any way normal. I wake up my cousins, and by the time they all mosey downstairs, all the adults are back inside. Everyone is pretty silent, but then great-grandpa fires up the stove and gets us kids excited for dino cakes, so all seems normal. I was there with one of my aunts and uncles, no parents, and my aunt is pretty close in age to me and was for sure the cool aunt. So when I saw her pale as a sheet, I went and asked what's wrong. She took me outside and pointed at the aforementioned abandoned and crumbling property. In its place was a sprawling cabin mansion, parked a uh, parking area full of SUVs and the coolest looking four-wheelers my 13-year-old self had ever seen. Aunt tells me that the owners had come to say hi, the couple I saw earlier, and invited us to hang out with their nieces and nephews as they were having a Memorial Day get-together just like us. Me having zero thought because awesome four-wheelers. I almost ran to the house, but my aunt caught me and rather forcefully reminded me of dino cakes. I conceded and ran, ran back inside to an atmosphere so thick with tension that even my undeveloped brain didn't, couldn't detect it. The oldest of the adults were acting normal and playing around with the kids, but something was very off. I finally asked what was up, and my aunt bonked me on the head and asked if I had seen that massive cabin mansion last night, last year, the year before. We come to the cabin every few weeks until December. Did I see any construction? Well, no, but they invited us over, and they have cool four-wheelers. Aunt Beth, come on. <laughs> A resounding no from multiple family members made my emotional 
girl self almost flee and cry until my grandpa, a six foot seven hulk of a man, got down to my level and explained that he felt there was something weird going on. He said the couple didn't act right. I assumed that meant they were rude and that we should just keep to ourselves this weekend. I agreed and went. Uh, we went about our day. All adults kept keeping us occupied with activities, either out inside or behind the cabin. We get ready for bed, and when my great-grandpa, World War II vet, who had the only bedroom on the first floor loading three shotguns, handing one to my grandpa and the other one to my uncle, cool aunt's husband, to my shock and awe, Grammy pulls out a Glock from her purse. <laughs> I go I go to bed with images of my little Grammy taking down a bunch of bad guys with her shiny pistol. I wake up the next day to the smell of pancakes and the sound of the adults chatting downstairs. I'm sad because today is when we have to pack and leave, but things seem back to normal, so I'm very glad. I run downstairs, note that the clock says 7.30, but ignore the weirdness and sit in front of a plate of dino cakes that I dig into while my aunt, uh, while asking my aunt what time we had to leave leave we don't leave until tomorrow wait what day is it it's saturday we just got here last night i notice just a bit of doubt in my aunt's eyes that i know something is up and i run outside the abandoned lot is back to its decrepit state i resolve to brush it off and enjoy my atv riding and forget about everything pretty quickly it wasn't until i got back to school and was called to the main office where i asked why i wasn't at school on monday I told them that today was Monday. What are they talking about? No, it's Tuesday, and my absence was unexplained, despite several calls to my parents. That was it. That was crazy. Yeah. What the fuck? So it was an abandoned lot, and then it wasn't, and then it was again, and they lost a whole day. Yeah, but... Did they lose the whole day? Because everyone else thought it was Tuesday. They thought it was Monday. They thought they lost a whole... No. Because they they did to the family members. Yeah. What? That's weird. That is weird. Not to mention the whole cabin thing and that mansion and like ATVs and... Like they were trying to lure them. Something. Over there. Weird. I just got chills. I did too. Creepy. Okay. Next one. By my hometown, there is a hiking trail that people went to very infrequently. It was along the side of Niagara Escarpment. So I had some climbable cliffs and some very shallow caves that you could crawl around on. I went with some friends when I was about 19 or 20 and we were crawling around and found a cave that went pretty deep. We had never been in there or seen it before. So we pushed forward and decided to check it out, even though we had no flashlights. And this was when cell phones didn't really have flashlight, a flashlight function. We stepped into the cave and it was easily 20 to 30 degrees cooler than outside. Uh, upon looking around with which light we had, what? Upon looking around with which light we had, we no we noticed it was very clean inside the cave. I don't know. That seems like a typo of some sort. As in, it didn't have beer cans and litter everywhere like the other small caves did. While we were in there, we got really a really eerie feeling after being in there shortly, hearing weird sounds, feeling like there was like we were being touched, poked, and pulled, and not having any way 
to figure out who was doing it because it was too dark. We were just using lighters to see what was around us. We were convinced one of us was messing with the others, although any time we sparked up a lighter, we were all definitely far apart. We decided to hightail it out of there after only a few minutes, convinced we could come back with flashlights. We came out to see that it was dusk outside. When we had entered, it was midday. Somehow, we had roughly lost three hours inside that cave. We went back with flashlights the next week, but never have been able to find this cave again. Hmm. That's creepy. Anything losing time, I think I would lose my mind. Yeah, that's weird. Because it's, like, there's no explanation whatsoever. Like, there's no way that you would just... I don't think you would lose your mind, but you it would be something that you think about often. Absolutely. Yeah. It would drive me crazy. Yeah. Next one, a music store seemed to just show up in my town. I'd lived there three years and never saw it. I went in and the guy had one bass guitar in the store. Me, being a bassist, played it and fell in love. I bought it and then the next week when I was in town, the store was totally empty and looked like it hasn't been opened in a long time. I got a new bass out of it though, so I'm cool with it being a spooky ghost store that's weird that is weird that was the only thing that was in the store sounds like it that's weird that's like, meant for him yeah i was meant to have it crazy okay uh, my good friend and i decided to take a trip up to the north shore of massachusetts one spring and arrived to our motel late around 11 p.m we were both all keyed up from the driving of eight hours and too much caffeine so as soon as we checked in we left the motel to find a close the closest beach we found a little town beach in a few towns over and put our bare feet in the ocean, took a walk on the shoreline, took a bunch of pictures, and just goofed around. The streets surrounding the shoreline were residential and all oddly still and quiet. As we were hanging at the beach for about an hour, we noticed this really thick fog rolling in. The beach had those older street lights with the yellowish-orange bulbs, and it created this eerie effect. Everything had kind of an otherworldly golden glow. At that point, we started noticing what a weird visual effect the fog was having and started taking pictures to capture it. The fog was so thick that with the camera flash, we could see these seemingly huge drops of mist or water vapor hanging in the air. The fog was isolating and our voices seemed to carry only a foot or two before being absorbed by the mist. Suddenly, we see a blue. We see blue and red flashing lights, which are startlingly, starty, startling, <laughs> startlingly close before we notice them. We got freaked out and started running back to our car and just took off. Although the beach was closed after dark, we probably wouldn't have gotten in any trouble, but our adrenaline was already kind of pumping because of the surroundings. So then we were on the road. Of course, no cops are following us or anything, but we just want to get back to the motel at this point. It was supposed to be like a 10 to 12 minute drive away. We were joking around about how weird the night has been and following the GPS when all of a sudden we realized that we were driving onto an interchange that we had just driven. I remember that the GPS said it was supposed to be signs for one in. So we take the exit and stop talking and pay more attention to our surroundings the fog is so thick that we can barely see 30 feet in front of us we take the exit for n1 take a few turns as directed by the gps and suddenly we are back on a highway or highway exchange again the same exact one we had just been on four to five minutes earlier the same sign pointing out to the exit for one n sat in front of us 
We flipped on our flashers and slowed down to about 15 miles per hour to take the same exit once again. A minute or two later, we both realized that the route we are driving is the same one we just drove minutes ago. At this point, we were both having major creepy deja vu. There just doesn't seem to be any other cars on the road at all. All the businesses we pass are closed. Houses are mostly dark with no signs of life inside. The whole world is cast into weird, thick orange air. We completely freaked out. I didn't mention that this was the night when the rapture of predicted was predicted to occur on May 21st, 2011. So as we drove around a bunch more, trying to find an alternate route back to the hotel, I swear we went through the same on-ramp, off-ramp we had uh, earlier two or three more times. Somehow we made it back to the motel, approaching from the opposite direction we should have, at 3.30 a.m. We had gotten lost for three hours in the string of identical, small, sleepy towns on the coastline north of Boston. Either that, or we passed into a parallel universe for a few hours, and eventually seemingly resurfaced in our usual reality. It's pretty much what it felt like. This is one of the memories I'll never forget. I still look at the pictures we took that night every once in a while and reminisce. Hmm. That would be frustrating. Yeah. Twenty-some-odd years ago, I took my kids and parents on a driving trip through the eastern coast of Canada. My dad, who is currently driving, decided to take the shortcut off the main highway down a dirt road. About five minutes down the road, things got eerily quiet. We should hear birds, trees rustling, cicadas, yet nothing. It was too quiet. Dad starts slowing down. I'm busy looking at the map. I know where we turned off, and there is no designated road on our map. I'm worried that I can't find it. I look up from the map as I have realized nobody is talking. Everyone is looking out their windows. There are little stick people and stick designs hanging from the trees. (laughs) Some are just shapes and others are more intricately made, dangling, swaying slowly. Between this and the fact that it was dead quiet, I made an instant decision and told Dad to turn around and leave us as quickly as possible. I felt a huge pressure in my ears like they needed to be popped. Mom had goosebumps, and my dad said that we were just being silly. He obliged, though, and got us out of there. That's creepy. That is super creepy. I'm going to read That's like those. Blair Witch. That's definitely, weird. definitely Blair Witch. Okay, and this is my last one. Near where I live, there's a little town called Ridgeview Park. My friend was talking to a new girl, and we were uh, scoping out where she lived, so he wouldn't get lost on his upcoming date when we took a wrong turn. After the slight decline, the road sharply rose until we crossed some train tracks and were met with a fence about 20 feet tall made from wood pillars about the size around of telephone poles. There was a gate that was open, so we drove in. Once inside, there was a single loop that winds through the whole complex, only wide enough for one car. One way in, one way out. In the middle of sites a large dome church the houses that surrounded it are all square two-story homes painted brightly in strange colors there's a drain community pool off to one side with grass growing in the basement uh, basin lined up along the very back of the loop are 50 to 70 single car garage doors all right next to each other no house appears to have their own It was strangely quiet, and as we drove past the homes, residents would step outside and watch us. The loop isn't too large, and we eventually made our way around and exited through the gate, and some people walked closer, watching us leave. 
haven't seen anything like else like it. Their website is password protected and their Facebook page is private. The part you can see says it's a summer community that started out of a Methodist camp and still has religious services and that they only sell homes to members of the family. Such a creepy vibe from the whole place and we try to drive through at least once a year when the gate is open. Weird. That is fucking weird. Holy shit. Hmm. Another mine for the beginning. All right. I mean, they, you know what I meant. Yes. <laughs> All right. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up! I did funny tweets. Okay. I hated what my teen was wearing today, so I told him I loved it and it looked dripping, bruh. <laughs> he changed. Follow me for more parenting advice. Fuck yes! <laughs> That's hilarious. I love dripping, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. Me neither. You probably just made it up. That's great. <laughs> I've lately I the on TikTok there's been these ones coming up where it's like it's obvious it's a dad and he's acting like his, how his son acts. Yeah. And it's a bruh this and bruh that. <laughs> The extreme amount of stress I feel when crawling into my sleeping child's room to leave tooth fairy money proves I could never make it as a spy. (laughs) My 13-year-old wants a hamster, and we told her she needs to prove she's responsible first, so we just keep saying things like, someone who wants a hamster doesn't leave their plate at the dinner table, and I think we might keep doing this until she's 23. (laughs) You want that hamster? eventually they'll be like you know what no yeah i don't i don't i've heard this way too long never mind (laughs) or be like um i'm 20 now i'm gonna go get my own (laughs) (laughs) fuck this bullshit (laughs) go get my own damn hamster (laughs) (laughs) the cool thing about having kids is that you now constantly have rocks in your house what's that on your nightstand a rock What's in the couch cushion? A rock. What's that in the bathroom sink? You'll never guess. (laughs) They like rocks. It's okay. (laughs) My kid made a new friend at the park, but couldn't remember his name, so I asked if it was Jackson, and reader, I was right. Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's everyone's name. (laughs) Lately, when my kids have something to tell me, they say, hear this! They grow up so fast, like one day they're a baby, and the next day they're the 18th century town crier. (laughs) My son saw his medicine said shake well before using, so he shook his whole body, and damn, that apple never even fell from the tree. (laughs) That's great. Five-year-old. Dad, I'm hungry. I want breakfast. Me. Okay, we have cornflakes and I made banana bread. What do you want? Five-year-old. Chicken. Of course. (laughs) If you don't, if you want to know what it's like to be a toddler mom, imagine having roommates who cry every time you go to the bathroom unless you let them join you. (laughs) Oh my god. It's a little different than roommates. If by hot mom summer you mean me sweating my ass off, setting up stuff stuff in the yard for my kids to play with for 12 minutes before getting bored, then yes, I am hot as fuck. Fuck yeah! 
My eight-year-old's friend came over wearing a Guns N' Roses t-shirt. Me. Cool shirt. One of my favorite brands when I was younger. Him. Yeah, it's my grandma's favorite band. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Well, your grandma must be a young soul. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) How long do you wait at the airport arrivals before bringing home another family? (laughs) I just give up. You'll do. You'll do. Come on. I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) I'm not sure I drank five glasses of water my whole childhood, but I'm sitting here watching my four-year-old drink LaCroix with frozen strawberries out of a tiny wine goblet while she watches cartoons. What the fuck? (laughs) She's fancy as shit. It's a fancy toddler. Damn. (laughs) People were able to defend the Alamo for 13 days. My toddler woke up at 6, and by 6.15, she was eating a popsicle. She's she like, took 15 <laughs> minutes before she gave in. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you think you finally understand your kid, he says, let's do a high five, but in Spanish. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Do they do it different? <laughs> I guess Spanish for five? I don't know. Let's do a cinco. <laughs> Is that it? I don't know. (laughs) I think I got it right. I think I did. (laughs) We have 25 people coming over tomorrow for a barbecue. Six moms, six dads, 13 toddlers under the age of four. My husband said if I took our girls out today that he'd get the house ready. What did he clean in the two hours we were gone? The top of the fridge. He cleans the top of the fridge. Uh, You didn't expect that? Because (laughs) typical... (laughs) My children, who complain my cooking is too spicy, love flaming hot Cheetos. Make it make sense. Seriously. And my last one. There was a hostage situation at my daughter's three-hour dance recital. It was me. I was held hostage. (laughs) And that's all I got. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.